Hey, it's Friday, June 30, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel, go to heaven. Don't believe the gospel, go to hell. Please believe the gospel. Amen. The very first thing and best thing you can do for me is to recognize that there is good overcoming evil. One of my major complaints is that many people focus on the complaints. That the headlines of our press are media invading the eyes, invading the ears for the key terrain of the mind, for the prize of the soul, is to make sure that the mind, the battlefield, is populated, proliferated, propagated. It is propelling, perpetuating, it is pushing, is pronouncing bad things. Always, always, always bad things. One of the ways to do this is just to give you short snippet headlines. People won't focus on the substance of what's written. They'll just look at the cursory, 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 I can't even talk, cursory touch point. They'll look at the peak and not the wave. They won't see the substance of the issue. Today, just like yesterday, the Supreme Court of the United States rendered an opinion, a ruling, that is not law of the land, by the way, because case law is not law of the land. But their opinion coincided with the Constitution, a simplistic rendering interpretation of the Constitution, and I want to celebrate that. Speaks to free speech, speaks to Christian values, it speaks to the blessing of President Trump's term whenever he gave us consistent rock-ribbed conservative justices, and that's good. I'll put a pin in the idea that says that just because the Supreme Court says this does not make this the law of the land. Let's be very clear on that. So if you want to learn more about common law and why things are going on, please go to the free $1 million common law seminar available at commonlawpeople.com, commonlawpeople.com. Free content. It's laid out in sequence. We start with the Garden of Eden and we end with today. How things are going to go because the gospel is victorious and Christ will advance his kingdom through his church proclaiming the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection for salvation from sin. I want to jump into this case today. What happened just a little bit ago, there was a sweeping decision. We go here. Let's click these buttons. And by the way, this is a, a call-in day. This is open line day. But let's go to our screen. This is in a sweeping decision. SCOTUS rules for Christian web designers free speech over LGBTQ plus protections. Already, this is from ABC News. This is fake news. This is a misnomer. This leading, this headline is already setting up a contrast of what is not actually true. See, what's not actually true is that it's not actually the Christian web designer's free speech against the fornicator's protections. See, that is what these godless commies right here with ABC want you to believe. You see how they set up the Hegelian dialectic? There's the Christian against the LGBTQ protections. That is a lie. It's already unlawful. It's already deceitful. And in our party politics partisan presentation of the world, this frame is already accomplishing its purpose with its audience that hate Jesus. The people who hate Jesus will read this and say, yeah, the Christian, or excuse me, they won't celebrate the Christians winning. They'll look at the fornicators and they'll be like, well, the fornicators need protection from the Christians. And so this is how the godless commies are perpetuating. 
Now, there also might be Christians. There also might be conservatives. There also might be patriots that look at this and say, well, yeah, of course, they've got freedom of conscience. Amen. To which that I say yes, but even that's not the issue. Even that is not the issue that this court recognized. And so what I want to do right now is I want to point your attention to the good things that are happening. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 12, verse 21, Be not overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The headlines are bombarding your brain. You're being told things, shown things. People are saying, well, according to this statistic or according to this study... And those are all very useful ways of conveying information, but you must make sure that you stand firm on the rock. I believe that people are no longer looking straight at Jesus. I think that as they're looking to him, just like Peter, they're walking on water, they're doing great things for the Lord, and all of a sudden the world comes and they, whoa, and they take their eyes off Christ, and as soon as that, they start to sink. I want to demonstrate this today, this notion that good is happening, that good is overcoming evil, that God's wisdom is being spread and advanced, and it's just not taking the form that you think. And I think it's because most people have been trained, have been conditioned to not laser focus on Jesus. So the reason why I say, hey, patriot, do you see the good happening, conquering over, uh, con overcoming evil? I'm calling out to the patriots because the patriots need to be focusing on Jesus. And those of us focused on Jesus, we get this. I believe that we are looking at the death knell of modern politics. I believe that we are looking at superficiality as a tool of God's wisdom to destroy the idol of government. More on that shortly. I believe that people are starting to look and see the significant issues that are all over the place hiding just beneath the surface of the headlines and the images that go into their heads and to their brains. So I want to look at what this uh, court case renders. So let's go back to my screen. This is from, this is they, so they decided this in October 2022, but they released it uh, here, okay? Or I, I, could, I should say they argued it in December 22, but they decided it uh, just today. They released it. This says, Lori Smith wants to expand her graphic design business, 303 Creative LLC, to include services for couples seeking wedding... Hold on, let me, let me make that bigger. Let me make that bigger for my viewing impaired. Uh, seeking wedding service... Wed, wedding websites. But Miss Smith worries. So Miss Smith... Let's, let's clarify this. Miss Smith... Miss Smith, here's maybe this will maybe this will be easier. Miss Smith worries that Colorado will use Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act. So here we have the parties. We've got Miss Smith, image bearer of God. She's got hair. She's a girl. So Miss Smith, you've got Miss Smith, and then you've got what? Colorado. Colorado. You see the difference. Colorado is an entity. It doesn't actually exist. It's a created corporate fiction. And you've got Miss Smith, image bearer of God. What's the difference in the law? The difference in the law is that one of these has unalienable rights from God, and one of these does not. One of these was created by people through a constitution, and one of these is an image bearer of God, given by God, because he's good, with rights that can't be taken away. Specifically, rights that have to be protected by this. So, keep that in mind. Let's keep reading. It says, um, to, to compel her. So now we've got the state trying to compel a people, one of the people, 
to compel her in violation of the First Amendment to create websites celebrating marriages she does not endorse. And so the issue is, the issue is, image bearer of God sees the state, worries that the state is going to use the state's power against her. Question, can the public trust use its powers against one of the people? No, it cannot. See, this was not about Christianity. Although that's what I, I mean, I, I see this all over the place, but amen. The issue in the law is you have an image bearer of God with rights being compelled by someone who, by, by an entity that was created, and this entity's creation says that it can only use powers to defend her. It can't use powers to go against her. Keep that in mind. So as we go, says to clarify her rights, see, her rights, Miss Smith filed a lawsuit seeking an injunction. That is something that goes in between. Think about if there is a train on a railroad track, an injunction stops the train before the train keeps going in the railroad track. To prevent the state from forcing her to create websites celebrating marriages that defy her belief that marriage should be reserved to unions between one man and one woman. By the way, that is Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. A man shall leave his parents, uh, a man shall leave his mother and a father and join with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Marriage is one man, one woman, according to the Bible, so we know that it's true. So this woman is just stating, one, the obvious, two, the truth, three, her religious belief, and four, she's expressing it as per her right that the state has to recognize and can't interfere with. So you see how image bearer of God has the deck stacked on her side against the state. When you communicate your rights are being trespassed, the state must defer. It must bend its knee. It must obey. That's what's going on here. But we'll see the rest of this story because that wasn't the case. CADA, and that's the uh, Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act. See how they cloak it? We don't want to discriminate because we... That, by the way, this is piggybacking. This is hijacking a Christian virtue. Treating people the way that you want to be treating. And it's weaponizing it for fornication. Fornicators hijack Christian values. That is no discriminating against, you know, treat people the way that you want to be treated. And they weaponize the state to, con to pervert your rights and your kids. CADA prohibits all public accommodations. Question, is Miss Smith a public accommodation? That's the issue. The issue of the law is that Miss Smith is saying that she has rights. The, color, the state of Colorado is saying that Miss Smith, whenever she creates websites, that she's functioning as a public accommodation. So this state, this state is trying to make this image bearer of God an entity. It's trying to say that it's a she on paper, right? So you've got you made by, in the image of God, and this state is trying to make Miss Smith look like this. As though she's on paper and if she's on paper then this entity here is going to say you are underneath me and by saying that she is underneath the state the state will then be able to compel her instead of her using her rights by God that's the issue that's the controversy in the law has nothing to do with free speech has everything to do with the idea that they're trying to make her behave and exist as a public accommodation and you see that once once you grant that premise, 
Once you grant the premise that you are a public accommodation and you fall underneath the public trust, well then the public trust can compel you. But if you come as one of the people, by right who God made you, the state can't compel you because you, standing on your rights, have to get protection from the state. This is the good stuff that people don't see. This is the good stuff that people aren't seeing overcome evil. This is the common law. This is the constitution. This is the way that the nation was founded. And look at this. You've got a state that's been hijacked with Darwinian presuppositions, moral relativism, cultural Marxism, fornicators. It's been hijacked by fornicators. And yet one person standing on her rights just overthrew the entire state trying to tell her that she's in a public accommodation instead of by standing on her rights. You see that difference? And by seeing that difference, you now know the difference of common law versus case law versus statutory permission versus the way that the, the, the nation, the way that our politics thinks. Now, I want to go deeper because this is, this is, this is important. It's important because whenever you are exercising your rights, your rights can't be in trespass of someone else. And most people, this is where most people will get conflated. Most people will say, well, if Miss Smith has rights, well, what about fornicator over here? Doesn't fornicator also have rights? We'll say this. This is fornicator. This is not fornicator. Doesn't fornicator have rights too? Well, fornicator does have rights, but fornicator doesn't have fornicating rights in public against them. Just because they want to go do stuff with other dudes or whatever doesn't mean that they can then go against her and make her do that stuff. They can't do that. Her private right, that of conscience, is competing against their private right, that of them wanting to enter into a fornicating relationship. So what these fornicators have done is now they're using the public entity to compel their private rights, their sexual lust and their, their sin, against her, against her private right to conscience. So it really becomes one image bearer of God with one belief system against other image bearers of God with uh, belief systems. Now these people are going through the state to treat her like she's a fiction created by the state so that her conscience, which she has a private right to, is always going to be in subjection to her making her money. So you can't do this. This is called slavery. It's slavery when you can't use your talents, you can't use your property, your intellectual property, your time, talents, relationships, networks. If you can't use that to produce for yourself, unless the state tells you that's slavery. Slavery is unlawful. It's unconstitutional. We can't have it. But if you're using your business in pursuit, or you know, as long as it's according to your as long as it's according to your conscience, the state can't compel you against your conscience. Because your conscience is an inalienable right, and it doesn't matter if the state looks at you like this, because if you come to the state like this, the state can't look at you like this anymore. So this is no longer the right relationship. This is where politics is. This is where common law is. This is common law. This is a republic. This is a constitution. This is statutes. This is case law. This is party politics. This is election cycles. And so people are fighting for election cycles to, est to establish this relationship. They want the state, the power of the state, to compel the people that they think they're in, in control of. And what this article, what the, excuse me, what the Supreme Court case is doing, it's clarifying that when you approach the state as one of the people, 
and you tell the the state, you tell another party, these are my rights. You are eliminating all presumptions by stating who you are and what God gave you the power to do. And in the common law, the government will bend. It will acquiesce. The challenge is that one, people don't think like this. Two, because people don't think like this and they haven't been trained or taught to think like this, they're not in the use of practicing this. So you can bring this to someone who has credentials or honorifics or bona fides that say that they're lawyers or judges or whatever, and they will disagree with this because it upends their entire power structure. It takes away their profession. It eliminates their ability to know stuff and say stuff to the very simple, humble, hey, uh, the Bible says this, I believe the Bible, that's what I'm doing. That's profound. We have a system that says, the Bible says marriage is one man, one woman. Genesis 2.24, Ephesians 5. Right, like we see that. And I mean, Jesus says the same thing. You know, don't don't you remember that it was in the beginning that God made them uh, male and female? So God, uh, excuse me, Christ, which is God, uh, affirms the creation accounts in Genesis. He affirms the Torah in the sense that uh, marriage is one man, one woman. And, And his apostle, Paul, speaks to that. Flee fornication. So if this is what is going to be able to overturn the state power dynamic, why would not more people learn the common law? And that's what gets me so excited because if you see that this is happening, it's happening in real time. It's not free speech. It's not Christianity. It is, but it's Christianity in the sense that it's the common law. It's the wisdom of God to say that your rights are superior to the state. The state only exists to defend your rights. And again, if you want a free $1 million seminar, it's worth more than a million. How much is your state worth? How much is your nation worth? How much is your children's children future worth? How much is only paying the taxes that you owe worth? Um, You get your free common law seminar at commonlawpeople.com. Commonlawpeople.com. This is what I see. This is what I think is more uh, common. I think it's going to be out there. Now, one word of caution, even though this is the truth, it is not turnkey. Because the entire apparatus, the entire system, every attorney has incentive to disagree. Every court has bias to go against this. This does not mean that we're wrong. It does not mean that the law of the land is not the law of the land. It means that what people see as the law of the land is not actually what's written that is the actual law of the land we go to the constitutions we go to the common law what we do not do is we do not grant the presumption i erased it we do not grant the presumption that i am in the form of what the state interprets me as do not do that as soon as you do that you lose everything as soon as you do that you are standing on sand you are building on sand you are not building on rock let's go to our next one now this one real quick I want to talk about how there's more good things happening in short the raising awareness of human trafficking child trafficking the sex trafficking this is modern-day slavery uh, that I would argue is worse than chattel slavery because 
one, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. Um, I believe that it's worse than just the pain and the whips from outside being enduring the heat and working. This is slavery of the mind. It's slavery of the body. It is slavery of the spirit in many ways. Um, and so I wanted to play this video from Mel Gibson. Commentary follows. One of the most disturbing problems in our world today is human trafficking and particularly the trafficking of children. Our future is our children. Now the first step in eradicating this crime is awareness. Go see Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom, of course, is the new film by Jim Caviezel telling the story of a man who discovered the fact that there were child trafficking entities. There were networks of people stealing children trafficking them for the purposes of sex and other things and he actually went and did something about it I have not seen it um, I'm debating seeing it because I don't want to see that stuff and it will make me mad and it will make me want to kill people uh, of course I won't but at the same idea it's I don't like to see evil I don't like I don't like to see that the good part of this the overcoming evil with good is that this is starting to speak to the evil that exists that previously people didn't really talk about that if you normally spoke about these things that you would be you know shunned or castigated or canceled or people say well there's no proof to that i believe that there are absolutely powers and powers and principalities i believe that there are spiritual entities i do believe that they are able to possess people i do believe that they're able to manipulate and i do believe that they bring um demonic ideas into the world no doubt in my mind I also want to be very specific and say that not all sin and not all evil is attributable to demons just because there's demons and spirits and powers and principality don't mean that you're not an evil person and you also haven't sinned against God and you don't also deserve hell people are perfectly capable of being evil by themselves they don't need demons to do that at the same time, whenever you get evil people and you get demons and you put them together, you get tragedies, you get these types of um, secret, uh, pervasive, destructive, dangerous, demonic, diabolical schemes. And so Mel Gibson, one of the higher profiles in Hollywood, speaking out against it. Now you recognize the more that he's speaking against this, he's kind of being pushed out. He's being pushed out of Hollywood. Now, of course, if you're watching me by this time, you've heard all the, the conspiracy theories. You've heard all the things talking about, you know, uh, you know, underground tunnels, adrenochrome. Like, you've heard all those types of things. Um, I believe that they absolutely could be true. I've never seen this stuff. I don't have the evidence of it, but I absolutely believe that that stuff is true because of the type of stuff that I saw overseas. Um, I mean, I saw houses where people were tormented and butchered um, right outside our gate in Afghanistan in 2010. Um, like I've seen the depravity of man and because I've seen the depravity of man and I know the depravity of my own heart I know that there is absolutely the opportunity and possibility that this stuff exists my point in bringing this up is that by speaking this evil and speaking about this evil and identifying it raising awareness is critical the call to action to go see Sound of Freedom is beneficial. I mean, of course, it's going to help the people that make the movie and it gets the message out there. That's good. Here's where I would wish Mel and Jim Caviezel and the people making the movie would go one next step.
Because the one next step is to make sure that the people who are now aware of it are doing something about it. This is where I think that common law comes in handy because if you think about most of these children or a lot of these children that are taken or a lot of these women that are trafficked or a lot of these people that are, uh, are used in these slavery-style situations is because of gaps in administration of government. Like our border. The open border is an open opportunity for massive human trafficking. So if you close the border and tighten the regulation and you don't let people in or out unless it's known, unless it's very strict, then you cut down on the incentive for people to enslave other people to cash out, selling them into slavery or trafficking them. At the same time, there's also the working with your local sheriff. Working with your local sheriff, many sheriffs are underfunded, many sheriffs don't know the Constitution, and many sheriffs are just afraid to get sued. They want to do what's right, and they'll mostly say, I'm a constitutional sheriff when it comes to guns. I don't want to touch your guns, but if the ATF comes in, they'll, they'll do whatever the ATF tells them. But most sheriffs don't actually know what the Constitution is or what it empowers them to do. Do you understand that whenever you understand common law and you notice your sheriff, you come as one of the people with all political power and you tell your sheriff of, an, of a trespass in the law, of how the Constitution is being violated, that notice to the sheriff, at minimum, should warrant investigation. At maximum, it should be able to establish whatever his policy is for that county. That sheriff is sworn to the Constitution. Because he's sworn to the Constitution, when you, the people of his county, come to him in a common law action and say, those pot farmers are smuggling children, and I'm going to swear to it, he now has, that affidavit is prima facie evidence of wrongdoing. At minimum, that's an investigation. At maximum, now the people can impanel grand juries. Now the people can themselves organize the local militia with the sheriff and go action that. You don't need the state legislature. You don't need the National Guard. You don't need the Federal Reserve. Or the, uh, the Federal Reserve. You don't need the federal government. And no one can stop you. Because if you're doing it lawfully, according to the Constitution, you can stamp this stuff out. So I want to affirm Mel Gibson pointing out the, the idea of human trafficking. I want to affirm the people who share the idea of going and watching Sound of Freedom. I also want you to take the next step, learn common law, figure out how to work with your sheriff to take action to do something to actually stop, lawfully stop this travesty. Because it can be done. You do not have to pin your hopes or pin your prayers on your elected officials to do what's necessary. You can do this by yourself. And to the skeptic in the back who says, well, what if you've got a godless commie sheriff? Amen. You have the right to militia. You do. So if you come as one of the people, you can get with other people, and y'all guys can be the militia. And as long as you're expressing what you're doing, and you're writing what you're doing, and you're making it lawful, what are they going to say? If you're expressing your rights, and you're asserting your, your power of militia, your right to militia, what are they going to do? Well, Jaren, they're going to they're gonna come after us. They're going to fight us. Amen. Absolutely they will. Are you a man? Do you have guns that work? Can Do you have tight shot groups? This is not subversive to the government. If the government is not... A, upholding the Constitution, if the government is not a law-abiding government, if the government has trespassed against your rights, if the government does not give you redress for your grievance that you're expressing lawfully according to the common law, 
then they're not a government. At that point, it's a freaking ragtag group. At that point, it's people that are just doing whatever they want. At that point, they're the lawless ones. They're the ones who have violated their oath, not you. Last part here, I'm a Trump guy. I'm going to support Trump in 2024. I think he wins. I think uh, DeSantis was stupid for running. At the same time, I'm going to play a clip. It's about a meme of Ron DeSantis. It uses artificial intelligence and stuff. Uh, I think that this is peak partisan politics. And I think, and this is for me, I think it actually signals the end. Or um, it's it's a it's a new frontier of, par- of party politics in the sense that you're going to have those people who don't like the infighting. I don't really care about the infighting. I say, you know, I understand how the sausage is made. It's a blood sport. Have, you know, let people have at it. At the same time, I also believe the older that I'm getting, my children are getting older and I'm starting to think, okay, what type of legacy am I leaving? I think that there will be serious people who see party politics and say, this ain't for me. I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Which at that point, the good in this is that stuff that I'm about to show you is creating a market opportunity for politics that actually wield the power, the common law. There is, I believe, a growing market for people to want to learn what the law is, understand what a republic is, and then participate the way that the founders intended, which was never, get this, never supposed to be according to party politics. Party politics is a feature of our nation that our founders hated and rejected, even though that they did it. They hated it. They hated it because they understood what would happen. So I'm going to play this clip. I want to show you what the opportunity is after this clip. Go ahead. I am tall and important. I can be president. I am masculine. My suits fit just right. People know who I am. I am not sweaty. Daily Affirmations with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is considered a rhino, a husband to a nagging, ear-piercing wife, and has a failing presidential campaign. I'm gonna do a terrific show today, and I'm gonna help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Hello, I'm Ron DeSantis. First of all, I just wanna say that yesterday's show entitled Fear is a dark room where negatives get developed was not my best show. <laughs> and that's okay. Only- yeah, it, it goes on. I mean, but you get the point. You get the point is that they're making fun, they're spoofing DeSantis because they're against DeSantis. Listen, fine, whatever. Go do it. Free speech, right? The point that I want to focus on is that there's got to be part of you that recognizes, you know, if you're worried about your retirement, if you don't like where your tax money are going or the fact that you pay taxes, if you don't like Ukraine stuff, if you don't like the perversion of kids, if you don't like stuff, you look at this stuff and you go, this is the this is the golden brick road that gets me to a candidate that then is going to be ostensibly the one that solves these problems. My kids are getting sexualized and perverted and I need this stuff which is really going to neg you know adversely impact DeSantis what presence there's people that are going to look at that and then laugh at him which psychologically means that they don't want to vote for him and so if they laugh at him they're not going to vote for him so he'll lose so not Ron DeSantis which is Trump will win so now Trump gets in now to Trump's credit and again I'm biased like I've, I've I'm going to support Trump 
Uh, he, I mean, he's a symbol. I think he's the only one that's going to be doing it. Candidly, I think that God is using Trump to get the church into action. Um, just straight up, I think that that's what God's doing. I think God's using Trump and shoving it in the face of the church going, Hey, why don't you guys follow Christ instead of this guy? Because this is the guy I'm using. Um, and so to that, you know, I, I like Trump's idea. I, I've, I've specified before, I'm not going to keep doing that. But this right here, this, this you know, lampooning DeSantis... I was already going to not vote for him. But this type of stuff, it's like, okay, I, I, I don't get it. There's still babies being aborted in blue states. The border's still open. Kids are still getting sexualized. We're still funneling money to Ukraine. And the whole premise, the whole subtext here is that this is a political election, an election cycle. And we have to have the election cycle to determine who has power so that those who are determined to have power can then, at that point, hopefully start solving our problems until we have to realize that they suck and they're not doing their job and then we have to wait for the next election cycle. I'm 38. Am I too young to have figured this out? Like, am I stupid that it's taken so long for me to figure out that party politics is dumb? And if I figured that out before I'm 40, by God's grace, if he keeps me here a couple more decades, what am I to do in the meantime when all this stuff sucks and if they're using artificial intelligence now, what do you think it's going to look like whenever they can start to make the... And I'm sure that they made the voice say what they wanted it to say. If they're doing that type of stuff now in party politics, one, why would anyone ever want to run for party politics knowing that that's go what's going to happen to their reputation, to their likeness, to their image? Because there's going to be undiscerning morons who think, well, did he really say that? Was because as artificial intelligence improves, people are going to be like, well, I guess he really said that. I guess that's true. And so now you've got the misinformation, the confusion. But then you've got the people that are like, well, I don't really like this. And so I'm just not going to participate. Those are cowards. Those are people that just, okay, just get off the battlefield. Get out of the way. You're going to go with whatever's being forced upon you because you're choosing to self-disarm. Um, self and then there's the people that are like, okay, this is how power is done. We have to do this. We have to destroy people's image. We have to put words in their mouth. We have to make them say things that they're not doing. Now, in my political campaigns, um, you know, I called people not conservative. Uh, this last one, um, a consultant put together things that showed images that were all connected by legislation and money. Um, you have to understand that the presentation of ideas in a society with very short attention spans leads to this type of stuff. So I look at this and I back up and I go, why am I, why am I with children, Lord willing grandkids, why am I going to subject myself to this? Is this all we've got? America, awesome nation, best nation ever. We've got this to determine our power. This is what we've got. So then I look at this with Christian eyes and I go that this is good news. Because I can't be the only one that's looking at this thing. This is dumb. I can't be the only one looking at this going, really? Is this, is it? Ron DeSantis saying he doesn't understand politics. Ron DeSantis saying he doesn't sweat. Ron DeSantis saying, you know, whatever. My biggest ding on DeSantis is the fact that as a governor, he went to Israel to sign an anti-defamation bill or an anti-free speech bill saying that people in Florida can't say stuff about Jews and he signed it in Jerusalem or he signed it in Tel Aviv, which, 
you know, why would you have swore an oath to the Constitution and then sign a bill that restricts your rights that you were swearing to that people have in a foreign nation? And why is it that nation? Why is it Israel? Why isn't it a small nation in Africa? Why isn't it Somalia? Why isn't it uh, Argentina? Why do you have to go to Israel to sign that legislation? I look at this stuff and I go, my world can't be the, like that can't be the way that Christ advances the gospel. And the answer is it's not. Christ advances the gospel through his church and he advances the gospel, I believe, in ways that the world won't recognize when it's happening. And I believe that this is one of those situations. I believe the situation here is that people are, they, they don't care about the party politics. They care about the way of the world. They want what's right for their families. But I believe God and his wisdom is raising up people and turning the volume up to where we're hearing stuff that's bad and we're like, oh, that's not good. And it's forcing us back to our Bibles. It's forcing us back to prayer because we hate what we see. We don't like it. And we're like, well, we can't, well, I don't really like that. And I don't really like this. I don't really like any of this. I don't really like any of this. And whenever you get there, you don't want any of it. What do you want? I just want to know what God says. Now you're in the process of destroying your idol. Now you're in the process of no longer looking at the storm. Now you're looking back to Jesus. Now you're getting back to Christ. And whenever this happens and you read your scriptures, I believe God's going to start revealing wisdom that will then let you look around and say, you know what, those idols need to be torn down. This government needs to be humbled. Those government actors, those sworn trustees, they need to submit. They need to obey. They need to do what we told them to do. They need to agree. They need to do what they agreed to. And if they don't, then punishment is in store. And so until you can look at the idols and look away from the idols to see what God says, until you get that, you don't get an alternative to the memes. You don't get an alternative to the Trump or the DeSantis. You don't get an alternative to Biden. You don't get an alternative to just vote harder with the cheap machines. You don't get an alternative because you're unwilling to look away from the idol. You're unwilling to take your attention off of them and look to Jesus. But here's the good news. I believe that Christians are hearing that message individually all over the nation and the world. I believe that things have gotten so stupid and so dumb and so gay that Christians are like, I just want what the Bible says. Just give me what the Bible says. And by the way, this has a pairing effect from decades old or centuries old doctrines, doctrines that aren't words that are in the Bible. People are now going, well, why do you, why do you say this word if that word isn't in the Bible? And people are starting to recognize that the Reformation wasn't about the doctrine that came out of the Reformation. It was about the fact that we're always reforming. It was about the fact that Christians are being sanctified, that the church is removing her smudges by the Holy Spirit, not by our efforts, but that the church is always reforming because we're always walking to Jesus. And as we're always moving towards Jesus, we are willing to shuck any idol that gets in the way. Church denomination, doctrine that's not based on scripture, or that divides with another man in the body. And I'm not talking about like, doctrines that come from the scriptures like with bible words i'm talking about 
edifice upon edifice, PhD candidate upon book that's not from the Bible, upon, well, this founding father, this lion of the faith, this father of the faith. No, 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 no. Our faith is in Christ. He is the perfect, he is the author and perfecter of our faith. That's what I see is happening. And I see this Ron DeSantis meme as just the surface level evidence that party politics is dumb. It's over. It's still relevant in the sense that there are tens of millions or hundreds of millions of people that are like fixated to it. They can't get their eyes off of it, which is where I believe that the church is called. The ones that are the first ones to look away and say party politics is dumb. I want to know what the Bible says. That's your that's your 300. That's your 300, Gideon. Those are the ones that you need. Look at the Bible. Now you know what to do. And I believe common law is part of that because it's the law of the land. It's true. None of these people can argue against it. They can say stupid stuff against it, but they don't actually have a legitimate argument against it because the law of the land is the common law. And the common law came, came from the Christian tradition. So here you have the solution that is wide out in the open. It's out there. But you don't get it unless you look away from the stupid partisan politics and you look to what the answer is, which is scripture. And even if you don't want to do the common law stuff, that's still going to get you to a live local scenario. That's still going to get you to loving your neighbors. That's still going to get you to, uh, you know, planning, a, a, um, you know, wealth for your children's children. You're still going to think you still you should be thinking about how do I sacrifice me today to love other people, to serve other people, to bless other people? How do I start thinking about generations from now instead of the world's about to end and I'm going to get out of here in any second? No, think about how are you supposed to bring God's kingdom by his grace everywhere you go? Because it's the defeatist attitude that makes that uh, looking for Christ's kingdom myopic. I'm a, you're, you're not even seeing it right in front of your face. You just want everything to end because stuff sucks so bad. The answer to everything being horrible is the fact that God is good and he's proven it already. And so now that he's proven it already, why don't you take that message and go? And then that takes an awareness of what talents did he give you? What time did he give you? What uh, network did he give you? What skill set did he give you? Do you have to unlearn some of those pattern recognitions of idols? Do you have to deconstruct and destroy your own idols? All that from a DeSantis meme. All that from a DeSantis meme. Hey, the number to call in. 918-845-9555. You want to talk about anything that we've talked about? That'd be great. That'd be a blessing. I want to remind you all while we're waiting for that of humblewb.coffee, humblewb.coffee, air roasted coffee, delicious coffee. The way that it's supposed to be, all organic, fair trade, no additives, no flavors. The flavors that are on the website is how the bean actually tastes. It's approximation of how God designed that bean whenever it's put on a cushion of air and perfectly roasted, unlike drum roasted coffee portions of proceeds goes to mail bibles throughout the nation humble wb.coffee humble wb.coffee while we're waiting uh the best way to support me and the work that i do you can either go to livelocal.store and get your stuff there hats and hoodies and all those kinds of things we've got the live local field manual that's there all those links that are in the description but then also you can take ooh, look at that see i've got i got the ringer on uh, you can go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren, patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Let's take our first call. Hey, you're on the phone with Jaren. What's on your mind? Hey, Jaren. Hey. How you doing, brother? Doing well. What's up? I, I just want to thank you for what, what you're doing, brother. Just uh, really 
appreciate just everything that you're digging through and uh, working towards. Um, I, I, I sent you a, a text this morning. I don't know if, if this phone number gets text or not. Just um, It does. You know, if, if, if you're... Oh, you're the Florida guy. You're the Florida guy. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I got you. I, I read your text. I read it right before uh, I started, so I hadn't Sorry. responded. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to personally thank you. I really appreciate just just how you're digging through all the law and digging into Scripture and, and just, just thankful for what you're doing, brother. Amen. Um, one way you can help me is think through your network. Go through your go through your phone, and this is for people watching too. Go through your phone and think about where the close people are in your life. Lord willing, he's put some other Christians in your life. Think yes, about sir. where they're at. And it doesn't matter what state. And I, you know, I mean, obviously, we're talking about America. So if you got people in Asia, God bless. You know, Amen. Um, yeah. But think about your cell phones contacts, contacts. All those people in all the states, if they think like you, if they believe like you, if they want like you, um, you know, share the content. Let them know. What I would, what I would ask is to tell, send them to that common law seminar at commonlawpeople.com because. The more, I mean, the one that's it's free, and it's open information. And the more that people understand it, the more they can recognize how much they've been lied to. But yes. more, but more importantly, what they get to do for Jesus, and it's right there, it's Amen, right in bro. front of their face. Amen. But yeah, well, God bless you, brother. Appreciate you. You too. Yeah. If you want to reach out to me, if you, like I said, if you need a place over here, I got that. Um, three rentals that I'm in the process of working on so if you need a spot to amen to, to hang out or whatever if you come through Escambia County amen definitely love to meet you brother yes sir well God bless you thank you yeah you too bye yeah I think uh, people need to start thinking of themselves as a network think of yourself as a node and, and all the people that you know uh, you know if your brother is a couple states over and your brother loves Jesus hates the direction of the nation uh, isn't really into politics, doesn't really listen to podcasts. Uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Everyone's got their routine. But you are the best form of advertising for the people in your life. You know those people better than I do. Don't just send them a random, you know, Jaron Jackson clip and say, you got to listen to this. No, 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 no. Tell them why, what they're going to get out of it, what you got out of it. And if it's not a Jaron Jackson clip, that's fine. Send them something else. Send them another clip. Send them, send them a clip from something else. But you need to be the one that advocates with the people that God put in your life. I think that the answer is that right there. You don't need an organization. You don't need county chapters. You don't need, um, you know, you, you don't need like a big brand. You don't need those type. You don't need a lot of followers. You don't need that stuff. Just go through your phone and go through the people that you know, and be like, hey, this is what we need to do. And that's why I try to make everything action oriented. I try to make it as what are the steps that you can do. What can you do? Now, for me, to help the work. To help fund the work that I do, the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren is a great opportunity to bless me, my family, as in the, we start to do stuff. I would highly encourage you to do that. Switch your shopping from where it is to, to you know, uh, an American company. That's patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. Now, on that, either myself or someone who's with me will work out with you, call you, and kind of walk you through the process. Because it's not normal. It's not normal. It's a non-woke, non-corporate, non-public entity 
doing direct purchasing different. So it's going to be a different experience. And that's kind of what we're getting at with you talking to the people in your phones and your contacts. It's a different experience. It's not something that we're used to doing. What we're used to doing is saying, well, I'm for Trump. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm for Trump or I'm for DeSantis or I'm for the Democrats or I'm for the, these guys. No, 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 no. Use what God's given you to work for him. Use what God's given you to work for him. Let me call this guy back. I was finishing a thought. I was finishing a thought. I'm calling him back. See if he answers. Ooh, I know this area code. It's a Tennessee code. Hello? Hello? At the tone, please record your message. Oh. When you <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I got the voicemail. <laughs> I got the voicemail. Uh, okay. There we go. That's that's what we got. Um, you know, I, I I need to explain something. Oh, here we go. Now I'm getting called back. This is Jaren. What's on your mind? Hi, Jaren. How are you? Taking a drink of coffee. What's going on? Sounds awesome. About to have a big old cup of sweet tea. Amen. Um, <laughs> listen, I just wanted to let you know, first of all, that I appreciate what you do. Um, I listen to you every day um, that, you're, that you're out there, and I really enjoy your show and what you're doing, and praise God for you. Um, Amen. But I also want to tell you, I want to tell you a couple things, actually. Uh, first of all, today I'm home on vacation. Um, my little girl's here with me, and I was listening to your podcast today, and she's like, she heard you talking about Jesus, and she's like, Mom, I really like this guy. <laughs> so it's it's just a blessing to me um, that Amen. there's people out there that want to say just his name. Um, second of all, I want to let everybody know that maybe listen to your show today. The PatriotSwitch.com thing, um, I wish I had uh, maybe waited a little bit to help you out. Um, I've actually been a part of that now for a little over a year. Yeah. And I want to let all your listeners know that it's really good stuff, and I, I buy every month. I love it. Um, the, the products are great. Um and just the just the thought of knowing that I'm not giving it to the people who hate us is a blessing. So I just want to let all your people know today that's listening to you that it's really good stuff and please support Jaren. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you. And, and hey, bless. hey, I we you you and I have never talked, have we? We have not. Okay. And I did not put you up to this, did I? Uh, no, you did not. Okay, because you you meet all the marks of like Jaren just staged that so that she would say <laughs> all that stuff. I just, no, no, no. I just want you to speak to the skeptics and say that that's not the case. <laughs> no, absolutely, total truth in that. We've never spoke. You didn't say a word to me. I just, I just listen every day and and want to let everybody know that I've actually already been a part of this stuff and, and it's really good stuff and I, I love it and I would encourage everybody to be a part of that. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Oh, well, that was a good advertisement. So you should go to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. <laughs> Listen, folks, I, I believe that God is doing something new. I believe that he is not finished. Uh, when Jesus said in John 19.30, it is finished, that was his duty to overcome sin. That was his mission to conquer sin. And that's exactly what he did. It is finished. Done. And now... We get to participate with him because this is how he chose it to do. It's like if, if you choose to write your name, here is a blank canvas. Jaron can choose to write his name like this, 
Or Jaren can choose to write his name cursive. Right? So I can choose to write my name like this or like this. But either way, I did it. Now let's say that I choose to do it like this. And so that's what I want. But then I'm like, you know what? I don't really want that. I want this. But the way that I'm going to get there, and I'm going to tell you, this is what I'm going to write, but then I write it like this. And I'm filling in the spots. And you don't know this. You don't know, but I'm filling in the spots of the... Uh, I can't even spell, but I'm filling in the spots, right? Like, I'm not writing it the way that you would expect me to write it. I'm writing it the way that I want to write it, in the way that I want to write it, at the time that I want to write it. And I believe God's no different. I believe God's no different. He told us what's going to happen. Jesus is going to come back. The church will be raptured. He's going to burn everything. I think we're going to have the same... You know, I think there's going to be fires that destroy all stuff, and then he's going to come here, and that's what's up. Um, but the last, the last uh, enemy that has to be footstooled is death, which means that all the other enemies have to be footstooled before death. So, what enemies are there? Powers, principalities, demons, greed, tyranny, oppression—all of those things have to be defeated. How are they defeated? Through the gospel. Through the gospel proclamation. Now you can say what the gospel is. His death, his burial, his resurrection. You can proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and salvation over sin. You should do that. Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. There's another part of that. Is that you get to do it. Be not just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Preach it. Live it. Give it. You may have to die for it. And I believe, because Christ is outside of time, he's got all the time in creation. He's got all the time to make it happen he wants. And if he's choosing to write our direction to get to where he's told us we're going, he can do it in ways that we don't expect him to do. And I believe what's going on right now is one of those such times. Hey, you're on with Tom with Jaren. What's on your mind? Hey, Jaren. How you doing? Doing well. So... Here's here's I'm fighting City Hall. Amen. I'm in Philadelphia, I'm in Philadelphia and um, I I might reach a wall where I have to give up, but I just wanted your input on it. Um, so real fast, there's I, I live on a street where I've parked my work truck since 2007. The councilman passes a bill that says no truck parking because there was a lot of tractor trailers illegally parked like they didn't live here and they parked there so i kind of got lumped into that so um they're they're the only place to put it right now is in my driveway and it's a big truck so i um have dealt with city council all the city council people and um uh, the, my council, the, the answer that I get from my councilman is that he chooses not to introduce legislation to give me an exception to park where I am. And I sent a note out to my mayor um, and now I'm contacting the uh, Civic Association in my neighborhood and I've contacted my state senator. But um, like there might not be any other um, 
place to park my truck. Like I might just be like that. I get a no and that's it. And then he, the, the, the councilman also wants to pass a bill that you're not allowed to park your truck in the driveway. I'm like that I think's uh, not constitutional, but you know, I did like, is there a point sometimes where, you know, the only choice is not to vote these people in because I, I feel like I'm trying to exhaust every Avenue there is. Is so you use your truck for business. Yes, and yes, since 2007. So my, I'm not zoned um, commercial, but um, we do have a business license, and we park it um, along our. What it's a state route. What what um, you know what industry are you in? What 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 industry do you use it for? We service signs and like parking lot lights. And is that a contract that you that you award? Like you get contracts to do that? Um, not through the city. We do uh, like a lot of work for companies that say work on you know CVSs, Home Depots, um, like your big stores, and then we do small neighborhood um, signs too. So you're like big, you know, lit signs on buildings because our truck it goes up 55 feet. Right. And it's just, my husband and I. It's just this. This is what we do. Right. Um, so not not trying to get into your business, but the only th- my first thought is take your business into the private and make it a, pri- a public uh, membership association where the people that you service their signs, you're doing it um, like what they're doing is they're joining your association and the benefit of them joining your association is that you'll service their signs. All right. So, meaning, if you t- so right now, the reason why the state is right to regulate you, or I should say, in their power to regulate you, is because you are licensed for commerce, and so you have told the state that you are in the public and you are participating in commerce, which is absolutely in the realm of the public and the administration. So, the state absolutely has a power uh, to regulate you. Um, so again, not a lawyer, haven't been to law school. I'm not giving legal advice. Um, one way to, you know, safeguard what you do and make, uh, you know, and, um, you know, make sure that you can provide for yourself doing what you're doing is that you use your property for the private, which is you would, the way that I would do it, you know, no advice. I would, um, you know... I would take my my business from being an LLC into being a private membership association, and then uh, the way that you would get uh, members is that you would tell people, "Hey, you have a private membership association that services signs," and you know, functionally, the membership fee would be whatever it would cost to service the sign, and then whatever membership fee they pay you is no longer income but now you're able to service their signs and you're doing it in the private, at which point you're not conducting commerce, you're now in the private. And at that point, you don't need a license, the state can't regulate you, and whatever um, law that they would pass, whatever ordinance that they would pass would not pertain to your truck because you would be expressly in the private, which would deny their presumption that you're in public. And they would they would fail because once you express that you're in the private and you're participating in a private membership association, um, the public police power is no longer able to regulate what happens in the private. 
But wouldn't they still be able to give a parking ticket? They would. They would have. I mean, they could give a ticket, but they would. They would have to prove that you're not in the private. So, because so it's a state where this park is a state road, but city has jurisdiction, right? So my tickets that I. But why? But why? Why do they have jurisdiction over something for public use? Because they own the roads. And ah, now that's a great question. Who, 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 where does the state get the power to, or where do they get the jurisdiction to say that they own the roads? And you'll find, you'll find that the jurisdiction comes from the licensing and registration of the vehicle. Oh. If you are conducting, so basically anyone who ever registers their vehicle, anyone that goes gets a, a tag is registering their vehicle for commerce. We don't know that, but that's exactly what's happening. And so, like, whenever you buy a car and they want to say, um, you know, okay, we'll, we'll send you a title in the mail. Um, you know, let's say that I go, I go down the street and I buy a car for $20,000 and I buy it outright. If I don't ask for the uh, manufacturer's certificate of ownership, if I don't, or excuse me, if I don't ask for the manufacturer's certificate of origin, then you don't actually own the vehicle. What you do is you buy the vehicle and then you agree to contract with the state for the state to hold the title of ownership and you're holding the title for use. So you can you can possess it and you can use it, but the, but the state owns it. And because the state owns it, they can regulate its use. And so whenever you buy a vehicle from the, DM, or the uh, car dealership, you actually turn around and you enter you enter into a contract with the state and the state says we will let you have a license we will let you have a tag if you register your vehicle with us so you get the privilege of having a tag and a vehicle registration and then they get the uh, they own the vehicle and because they own the vehicle they actually hold the title and that's why the title that you have says certificate of title and it doesn't say the manufacturer's certificate of origin. And because yeah. you don't have the manufacturer's certificate of origin, you don't actually own your truck. Your truck, you have the right to use your truck and possess your truck, but you don't own your truck. And so whenever you're driving your truck and they give you a parking ticket, the jurisdiction is that you have contracted with the state and so you are breaking the state's rules and the state's laws and the state's ordinance. If you take your vehicle and your and your business out of the public and put it into the private, you can then say to the state, we're no longer using my vehicle for commerce. We're now using my vehicle as a private membership association. What you've done is you've expressed the fact that you're now asserting your right to property ownership, which would deny them their presumption. Wow. So that, like, for a DOT, all that goes out the window. Because yeah. Yeah. Because Department of Transportation is for anything that's, you know, in the public use. So, like, in this, there's a lot of sovereign citizen, America, state, national people that, like, talk about this. So you have the right to travel. Liberty is actually speaking to the right of locomotion. Like, you have the right to be fruitful and multiply on God's green earth because, you know, God gave you that right. 
where people go wrong is they contract with entities. In this case, you've contracted with the state. You've even formed, excuse me, you've even asked the state to create an entity. Your LLC is a state-created entity. And because the state created it, the state yeah. controls it. You don't control it. So if if you say, well, this is a limited liability corporation, and so I can have, you know, I, they, they can't get to me. That's a hoax. That's that's a hoax because that protection, quote unquote, that entity was created by the state, which is why you go to the Secretary of State to request a certificate of a limited liability co- corporation. So you're asking the government to create an entity that you can use that now you're going to use it for commerce. And so, yeah, they got you regulated. So, yeah, you got to obey. But if you switch into the private through a private membership association, you are expressing to the government, I'm no longer conducting commerce. I'm not participating in the public. I'm now using my rights to function in the private to use my property to make a living. And they can't stop that. Uh, you know, not. I mean, unless unless you like, you know, unless you like make a sign and then your sign falls on somebody, or you are you know trespassing on somebody's property as you're doing that. But let's say that you do all that, you switch everything over to the private, and now you're participating in a private membership association. Um, they, I mean, they can write you a ticket, but that ticket is you know, hey, you guys don't have the authority to write me a ticket. I'm not conducting commerce, and my vehicle is private. And what we're doing is is we're uh, you know we're either doing our right to travel or we are freely using uh, the public use roads uh, that we have we have a right to we have an access to and we're not conducting commerce. The fact that you have agreed when you purchase the vehicle that you're conducting commerce is how they regulate you. So all of these people saying we're passing ordinance, uh, speed limits, um, you know, all these things we're passing a ticket, all that kind. Of, they they they're absolutely in their power to do that. And do you still have a license plate if you're private? Um, so I have a license plate only because I don't want to be stopped by cops every so often. But again, <laughs> but again, it's about expressing your rights when there's a controversy in the law. If you want to register your vehicle, that's fine. But there's ways to get your vehicle. There, there, there's you, you, you can express you know certain ways where you say we're not conducting commerce. And, and here's the thing, if you've given notice and the government doesn't respond, your presumption stands. And okay. because now, it, because in the law, everything is presumed to be done lawfully unless it's corrected. So if the government contracts with you at the point of purchase for the vehicle, now all of the road rules are presuming that if you've got a license plate, you've contracted with the government and you're participating with the government's regulations because you're conducting commerce. If, however, you write and you say, I'm not conducting commerce, I'm in a private membership association, I'm not conducting this, and you know, you know, this is not just about whimsically doing it either. Like You've got to write the right things, you've got to say the right things, you've got to give them the ability to, to write back, um, but you, know, you do these things, um, they don't have any more presumption. So if they were to give you a ticket, don't argue with the beat cop. Don't argue with the guy that's giving you the ticket that has a gun. Do whatever they say. Hey, you got the gun. 
right? Because there's a maxim of law that says in the midst of arms, law is silent. So there is no law whenever someone's got a gun. So if they're going to use the power of the state, go along with it. And then if it gets to a court or if it gets to a judge, I wouldn't even show up. I'd just notice the judge and say, I'm in a private membership association. There's no presumption of law. All of which, none of this is legal advice, by the way. Um, but they, they don't have any presumption anymore. The, the court case, can you, can you see the screen? Are you in a place where you can see the screen? Oh, I, I have you on my phone, so I didn't have you pulled up. Oh well, well, so so I can so I so that's 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 my input. But okay. if you hang up and watch me, I will I will explain something that hopefully um, makes sense to you. Okay. Yeah, and the and the thing would be too is like because I'm in I'm a corporation, so it would be like if I had to change, then that's like holy cow, where do I start to change? to go private, you know, relating to the business and everything and taxes and all that. Yeah, well, that's, and that's, that's what my, you know, that's what my teacher does, Dave Jose, that's what he does. You can okay. get, you can get a hold of him either on Telegram or message me privately, message me privately and I'll, I'll connect you to his Telegram, but that's what he does. He does PMAs. And I signed a non-disclosure because once I, I mean, once he did my PMA and I saw what it was, I was like, this is it? Like <laughs> this, this is it? It's like, yeah, you're expressing your rights. And, and when people, this is why I did the common law seminar and I'm giving it away yeah. for free. Because if people watch it and if people learn it, it's yeah. just people exercising their rights. And the government can't stop you. Because the whole government is predicated on defending your rights. We just don't know what our rights are we don't know how to communicate it. We don't know how to express it. We don't know how to assert it. And yeah. because we don't know how, we don't do. And so uh, when I saw Dave do my PMAs, I was like, that's it? He's like, what'd you think it was? Do you think it was hard? Do you think it was difficult? Do you think it was rocket science? And that's part of it, is that here you are talking about your city council, talking about your state, talking about people regulating your truck and, and undermining your livelihood. And your fear, and this is not against you, but your fear is we won't be able to provide for our family because we won't be able to make a living because we won't be able to do stuff. Recognize, and I say this with love, recognize that that is a slave mindset to the system that's in place. Yeah. Because that is recognizing the government as the authority. However, when we recognize that we are image bearers of God, and by right, we have all political power, then we recognize that rights can't be trespassed by government. The responsibility is on us to understand what our rights are and how to assert them. And I'll even say, we can't be afraid of controversy. It's like Christians want to follow Christ, but they don't want to die. And it's like, sometimes we need to get slaughtered. Sometimes we need the controversy. And honestly, that's where the wisdom is going to benefit you the most is when you bring the wisdom in conflict with the system. And you're not doing it hatefully. You're telling the system, predicated on the Constitution, to defend your rights, you're telling the system, I'm using my rights. And they can't stop you. They can't stop you. And because they don't know and they don't think like this, they will think that they can. And they will use the system to smash you. But as long as you stand firm and you stand fast and you know what you're doing, 
the law the law that you are standing on is superior the law that you're standing on is untouchable the law that you're standing on is the law of the land it's the constitution and they won't be able to stop you and that's why you know just a you know a pitch for dave um you know he got hundreds of businesses reopened in blue cities in blue states during the COVID lockdowns using his private membership associations because whenever you take your business from the public to the private you are no longer subjected to the public police power of the government the government is a public trust it cannot touch that which is in the private so if you are in the private nothing in the public can touch you it is, it is it is that simple <laughs> that sounds wild especially yeah in philadelphia when i'm telling you when the the councilman's like um yeah no he's elected and he chooses not to you know hear you out or something i'm like right. what i feel like serfdom you know like bingo and because and, and no offense <laughs> and no offense but you are yeah. you are and then and, and, again like i love you as a sister in christ i'm not trying to hurt you I'm trying to say that we have an idol, that idol is government, and the book of Hosea says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. They forget the commands. And the very first commandment of Christ is love the love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The very first command is to recognize that God is God and everything else is not. So when we look at the your living, you and your husband, Excuse me, you and your husband doing signs, you know, your signologists, you guys doing signs, when you look at that, that's you and him participating as a married couple, making a living, providing for your family, doing your stuff. Uh, he gave you the talent. He gave you the time. He gave, God gave you all that stuff. And now the state is going to step in and say, you can't do that. There's a conflict, and the controversy is, who is God? Well, well, God is God, God of Scripture. Okay, well, if God of Scripture is God, what has that, what has that truth impacted our government? How has that truth impacted our government? And quite simply, we have the common law. And the common law is the Christian tradition. It's the Christian way of built of bringing all things back to the scriptures and bringing all matters of justice, all justiciable matters, back to the Bible. And so what's the justiciable matter here? Well, you've got a husband and a wife making a living, and you've got the government telling them that they can't do that. That's ostensibly what's going on. And so people are depriving you of your livelihood, which if you think about that, that's akin to a death sentence. Because if you can't feed yourself, if you can't work and feed yourself, then you can't provide for yourself. And if you can't provide for yourself in the common law, that's that's a death sentence. Yeah. And so if, if these city councilors are passing ordinances preventing you from being able to eat or they're gonna punish you when you're trying to make a living, they don't have the power to do that. But yet, whenever you think about how things got to this point, whenever you bought the truck, you unknowingly entered into a contract with the government. And it's that contract that is now regulating you and punishing you. But you did yeah. not know that. 
just like property taxes, right? You That's right. And, and, and what, exactly. And, and whenever you bought your house, what did the mortgage company ask you? What did the closing company ask you? They asked you one question. They asked everybody the same question. What did they ask you? How, how do you want to hold title? You remember it being asked that question? I don't remember. I mean, I I own my house, but I but I really never do. Right. Well, so so when you bought your house, the question that was asked is, "How do you want to hold title?" And because people have no idea what that means, we don't know how to answer. And because we don't know how to answer, it's usually, "Well, how does everyone else do it?" I don't know what that means. How do I hold title? I don't know what that means. Yeah. And and so they will put you in what's called tenants in common. And so you are holding your title as a tenant. You are um, a rentor. Property tax is rent to the government. Yeah. So until you own your property, you are going to pay rent to the government. And the way that you get ownership of your property is you need to hold title in fee, simple, absolute. And you'll have people that do real estate that have no idea what that means. Because you understand that real estate itself is a legal word. It's a fiction that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is property and land, not real estate. Real estate is just a label. It's like it's like a gloss that's put on. It's it's like a piece it's like glasses putting over someone's eyes. It's not real. Real estate is fake. So a real estate agent is like an agent who's acting on behalf of another party on something that doesn't actually exist. I'm a real estate agent. So your 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 industry is something that doesn't it's not actually real and you're an in-between amongst parties. I mean, it's just like this, like this stuff goes on and on and on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I hope that I hope that makes sense. Um, but I want to hang up and uh, turn the video back on because I want to show you. Uh, I want to show you something. I want to show you and everybody else something. So I'll give you thirty seconds, but I'm going to hang up and I'm going to show you. Okay. How can I DM you? Uh, just hit me up on like how how do you follow me? Hit me up on Telegram. Okay. Or or All tech right. or text text this phone that you're that you're talking to me on. Yeah, I'll do that. All right, cool. Thank okay. you. Yeah, bye. <laughs> All right. So what I want to talk about are and I'll do this lastly because my my uh, space ran out. So I started I stopped recording. So I've got it there, but anyway, stopped recording. Um. So uh, what are we saying? Um. A court case. So, th so there's a guy named uh, Richard Cornforth. Richard Cornforth or Comforth? I forget his name. What is it? I, for I forget his name. Cornforth. Is it Cornforth? Is it Cornforth? What's your name? Cornforth. Cornforth. Where are you at? His name is Richard Cornforth. Richard Cornforth, you look him up on uh, YouTube. He's got videos called The Secrets of the Legal Industry. Now, I uh, again, I'm not a lawyer, never been to law school, and I'm not giving legal advice. He would say the same thing, does say the same thing. There are some things that I think that he's got wrong. There are some things that I think that he's got right. One thing that I think that he's got right is a way of understanding what's necessary for a court case. He calls it the four legs of a table. So if you've got a table, 
right? And I can't really draw, but here's your table. You need one leg here, you know. Ah, uh, shoot, I can't draw. It's supposed to be a table, right? So four legs of a table. It's supposed to be three-dimensional, but I don't know how to draw, okay? But that that's a table. One leg, two leg, three legs, four legs. The first thing you need is party one. The second thing you need is party two. So you need two parties that are against each other. You need two parties that are against each other. The second thing that you need is a competent witness. Competent witness. A competent witness. This is someone who's sworn. This is someone who's put their neck in the noose and has sworn to the truthfulness of facts. And the last thing that you need is a court. And that court is a court of competent jurisdiction. So that court of competent jurisdiction has to be able to hear the judici the justiciable matter between these two parties and all of that is driven by a competent witness you will find that most court cases in this nation do not have a competent witness because this is someone who has sworn this is by affidavit you remember judge wapner before there was Judge Judy, there was Judge Wapner. And the very first thing Judge Wapner would come in and say, I've, uh, read your, I've read your file and I know that you're sworn. I know that you're sworn and I've read your file. So what Judge Wapner is doing is he's establishing the court's jurisdiction because he's recognizing the sworn testimony of the competent witnesses with regard to the two parties. Right? So if this is the case, you've got party one, party two, you need a competent witness who is sworn sworn and that gets the jurisdiction of the court if you don't have any one of these you don't have a court case the table doesn't stand the table needs all four legs if the table doesn't have all four legs the table doesn't stand here my j6ers here you have an fbi agent swearing to the truthfulness of a claim and so you've got party one party two the party one is the j6er the party two is the United States government. We'll get to that in a second. Your competent witness, this is what the court is relying for as a competent witness. The competent witness is that FBI agent's sworn testimony. That FBI agent has sworn testimony, and in that affidavit, I kid you not, in that affidavit, there's something that says something along the lines of, uh, I have not um, qualified or I have not distinguished between first-hand knowledge, first-hand knowledge, and interviews with witnesses. Interviews with uh, witnesses. This is the silver bullet, right? So the affidavit says something along the lines of, I have not uh, qualified between first-hand knowledge and, inter and between interviews with witnesses. That bullet right there is in every single affidavit sworn by every single FBI agent against every single J6er. Every single one. And I argue, Jaron argues, this is just me. This is just me. Never been to law school. Don't know. Never, Not a lawyer. Never done nothing. And this isn't legal advice. But every single J6er does not have a competent witness. That an affidavit right here that says that I haven't distinguished between first-hand knowledge and knowledge of interviews of witnesses, that right there I would depose that person. I would depose them. Because a deposition can go against and rebut an affidavit. Just because someone swears to something doesn't make it true. But if you don't go against the sworn deposition of an affidavit, then the affidavit stands as though it is true. 
So what happens is that you've got party one, the J6er, party two, the United States federal government. You've got a competent witness swearing an, uh, an affidavit that says that I haven't distinguished between firsthand knowledge and interviews with witnesses. And then you've got a court. Well, you could say, one, if you were in a private membership association, you would have to show how the United States government can have jurisdiction over someone who's exercising their rights in the private. So if you were at J6 in, uh, and you walked in the congressional building, you walked in the Capitol building, and you had a private membership association, the national government, the, federal, the, the U.S. government, would have to show its jurisdiction over someone expressing their rights in the private, and they couldn't do it. They absolutely could not do it. The second thing is, is that the United States federal government, how can that United States federal government swear? Who, who swears on behalf of the United States federal government? What does the United States federal government look like? What does the United States federal government like speak? This is an entity. So this right here in the J6 issue is on paper. So this is an entity. This is an entity going against another one of the people. But if you don't come as one of the people, if you accept the premise that you are a whoever, if you accept the premise that you are a, um, a person, if you accept the premise that you are something that the state calls you, well, then the state is just going to say that you're an entity. You're on paper. So now you got two entities that are on paper. You got a real J6er, real patriot, real one of the people, but now he's going against an entity who can't swear, can't testify, I've never heard the United States government testify. I've never seen the United States government. I've never seen the United States of America. Show me the United States of America. Never seen them, right? But they're an entity. And what they're doing is they're relying on the competent witness of a sworn statement from the FBI. And because of that, they get a court. And that court is basing on this. And this sworn statement right there goes to the grand jury. And the grand jury then does what? The grand jury indicts party one. And because this competent witness through the grand jury indicts this guy, you now have a court case. So you've got party one, party two, competent witness and a court. So now you got a court case. This is every J6 case. It's also any case that's gone to any court. Party one, party two. Now there could be multiples. There could be absolutely lots of parties. But every, every, every court case will wither it down to two parties because the issue of the court is what is the controversy in law. Controversy in law. That's the issue. The issue is what's the controversy in the law? So the court is asking that question. What is the controversy in law? And the court is supposed to determine, is supposed to facilitate. The judge is a trustee using the powers of government to determine what's the controversy in law. And sometimes it's by a jury, sometimes it's administrative, but it all depends on one party, two party, competent witness in the court. So if you're in J6, this is what's going on. Now for her, the woman that called in, let's get our table. Leg one, leg two, leg three, leg four. Mike, for the lady that called in, she's got the state of Pennsylvania or the city of Philadelphia, whatever, right? She's got Philadelphia, she's got, she's got entities. She's got entities telling her what to do, and then she's here, right? Because she's got hair, because she's a woman. That's how we know she's a woman. <laughs> so you've got 
their entities and her. Now what she's doing is she's saying that these people are telling her she can't put her truck, she can't park her truck on the road. But what she's done is that she's contracted her truck, her property, to these guys. So there's a contract right here. And so the state is telling her how she can use her vehicle because the state owns her vehicle because when she bought her vehicle, she gave it to the state in exchange for the license plate and uh, you know whatever privilege that they give you. So now that this is going on, she would have to have a competent witness so the state would have to swear. And that's the other thing is that in order for her to have a court case, she would have to get a ticket, and then you would have to have someone swearing to the fact that she did this. This would be your beat cop. This is why cops go to traffic court. So cops go to traffic court, right? The cop with the hat, right? Cop with the hat goes to traffic court because this court is gonna have a judge. That court's judge is gonna look at the competent witness and say, yep, are you in contract with the state? Yep. All right. Pay the money. And you lose and you pay the money because there's a competent witness willing to say that, yep, you are participating in commerce with your property that's in contract with the state. So by doing a PMA, what you're doing is you're actually saying, I'm using my property by right. And this is in the private. Because now you are in the private and your property is in the private and you're not using your property for commerce, you're not nullifying this contract. It's just that this contract is now irrelevant. This contract is only whenever you're participating in commerce. If you're not participating in commerce, then you're using your rights. If you're using your rights in the private, that you can have this contract all day long, but this contract is irrelevant for what you're using your property for. So whenever Beat Cop writes you a ticket and says, hey, uh, you pay money, you can go to court and you tell the judge, hey, we've expressed, we've got a PMA, and our PMA makes it to where us are out of the jurisdiction of the state. So that means that the state can't get you into in personam or in rem jurisdiction. Court, you got no jurisdiction. So if there's no jurisdiction for the court, there's no court case. That's how it should work. Now, of course, lawyers are going to say there's a lot of law stuff. There's proceedings and uh, filings and all this other kind of stuff. But that's that's how the law works. That's that's how the court works. You have to have two parties. You have to have a competent witness that's sworn, and you have to have a, a court. The court gets its um, the court gets its authority from the appealing parties. The court gets its authority from the appealing parties. Now, it's delegated. The sworn actor, the judge, the trustee, gets powers from the Constitution to adjudicate controversies in the law. So the trustee is sworn to the Constitution and gets powers to adjudicate the judicial power according to controversies in the law. But the court doesn't get authority until one party brings it a court that it has jurisdiction over. So when someone punches you in the face, you swear, oh, that guy punched me in the face. Now you have a competent witness, two parties, and you've brought that case to a to a court with competent jurisdiction. Now you've got a court case. If you are in court and someone's attorney has written papers if that written paper is not an affidavit, 
the attorney no lawyer has ever sworn in court ever no lawyer ever establishes facts no lawyer ever establishes evidence no lawyer ever swears to the truth of what he says ever ever and because if you got served a lawsuit let's say if that lawsuit is not sworn affidavit that that lawyer's briefing that lawyer's petition that lawyer's filing that's not an affidavit which means there's no competent witness which means that the, if you went to court it means that the presumption is that there is a competent witness and if you don't know to point that out to say judge i want to challenge jurisdiction there's no competent witness no one's sworn to the truth of these matters why am i here why did i come why did i why did i hire this guy why am i here in this courtroom if no one's going to swear to the truthfulness that there's a controversy in the law anyway uh that's 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 all we got <laughs> someone texted me um okay yeah they, okay they text me uh all right so that's that's all i got uh, appreciate your time listen the best way that you can help me is to go to patriotswitch.com slash jaren patriotswitch.com slash jaren we got to get this knowledge out we got to send it out go to commonlawpeople.com for the free million dollars common law seminar but also support this work that we're doing switch your shopping that you're already doing to American manufacturing, American company, me or someone else will call and get in touch with you. Go ahead and switch switch your shopping there. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Also go to your free common law seminar at commonlawpeople.com. Free one million dollar common law seminar at commonlawpeople.com. All the stuff that we're talking about is basic. It's simple understand what the truth is and just read what the law of the land is and then lastly because we want the gospel to go out we want the word of god to go out go to humblewb.coffee humblewb.coffee air roasted coffee delicious coffee it is awesome humblewb.coffee appreciate your time believe the gospel my friends his death his burial his resurrection that's god's power to save believe the gospel i am jaron jackson until next time uh, I do love America. Don't quit. Go to war.